Aces and Backing the Blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cop Talk. I'm Kevin Schroeder, and I'm here with my co-host, Captain Ed Mamet. Hello, everybody. Great to be on the show again today with our distinguished guest, who Kevin will introduce shortly. So today's guest is... Matt Frank. Matt Frank is a retired homicide detective from Mount Vernon Police Department. He's also the chairman of the Westchester Blue, B-L-U-E. And he's also a good friend of mine. I happen to, uh, the privilege of meeting Matt, who a mutual friend of ours, at many, many fundraisers that actually Big Pussy Vinny Passatori was involved in, was a mutual friend of all of us, is Steve. And that's how I met Matt Frank. We go way back, and he's been a big supporter of the Retired Detectives of New York and many other foundations. Matt, welcome to the show, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So, Matt, can you explain to our audience what is Westchester Blue, the Blue stand for? So, Blue stands for Brothers in Law Enforcement Uniting Efforts. Okay, thank you. And can you give our audience your background on law enforcement? Sure. I was a... Uh... I was a cop in Mount Vernon, New York, uh, which borders the 4-7 precinct. So a lot of uh, a lot of New York City cops, a lot of Bronx cops certainly would uh, would know Mount Vernon. And um, mm-hmm. so I was hired in uh, January of 1996. Uh, I obviously I started in patrol. Um, I moved into the uh, street crime unit for a period of time. And then from there, I went into narcotics. I spent a couple of years in narcotics and then went to general investigations unit and eventually into the major case unit um, where we investigated mostly homicides and kidnappings. And how many uh, police officers does Mount Vernon have? Right now, I believe, don't quote me, but I believe it's about 225 to 250 maybe uh, on on record. Uh, Out of that, you have a number of guys obviously that are out injured and and, and whatnot, but uh, but yeah, I believe it's about uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 225, which for a city that's uh, four square miles um, kind of tells you how how busy a job that is. Oh, sure. And are the numbers down from when you were on the job? No. So when I was on the job, they were always trying to keep it under 200. I don't I don't know the reason. I th- you know, they used to say it's because otherwise the state kind of takes over or, or whatever it is. But uh, they were always trying to keep it under 200. But uh, but man, we always needed uh a lot more than that and uh so it was it was a it was a tough job um you know it's a lot of fun um certainly more so when I, when I got on the job but uh but it was uh you know I had a lot of friends and you know a lot of camaraderie cuz uh when you have a busy job like that um you know you guys get uh, real tight with each other um so it, sure. it, was, it was a it was a good job with a with a bunch of good guys and uh, what year did you retire how many years did you do so I retired in 2010 officially. Um, so I, I got hurt back in uh, 2006, um, but but my retirement wasn't until uh, 2010. Captain? Yeah, Matt, as I recall, uh, Mount Vernon was a very political department. There was a lot of uh, crazy things going on there. Uh, am, I, am I right? In fact, one of my dear friends, he's, he's, he's deceased. He was a chief for like five days. You remember the name Jerry Mines? Uh, I've heard the name. I, I never met him, but I did. But I have heard the name. Yeah. Well, Jerry was a, a captain, and he went up there and he lasted five days. 
Yeah, well, listen, we've had commissioners that have lasted less than that. So. Well, if, he was a, if he was a boss like you, Captain, I understand why he... And then you had this other female, this Trudy, Trudy LaForger, I think. Do you remember her? Oh, yes. Yep. Um, she didn't I, last that long either. There's a lot of turnover in that department, as I recall. There absolutely is. Anyway, you were involved in a shooting, I understand. And this shooting was the inspiration for your um, involvement in Blue, for your creating yeah. the Blue? Well, we, well, so the, it was the inspiration for how how uh, it started to eventually um, become what it is today. So um, prior prior to that, um, we had a police officer uh, who who um, a Tom Fantry who uh, had brain cancer, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, a fellow uh, police officer. Uh, by the name of Joe Krause, who actually was a childhood friend of mine, um, he came to me and said uh, that he would like to try to organize a fundraiser, uh, what we call 1013 parties. Um, for those who don't know, 1013, 1013 is a universal uh, police code for officer needs assistance. And um, <clears throat> so, so uh, when we do these fundraisers, um, we call them 1013 parties. So. Uh, so Joe came to me and asked me if uh, if I would be willing to help him uh, try to organize something for for Tom, and um, of course I agreed. <clears throat> so we put something together. You know, uh, uh, Joe was very uh, familiar with uh, some people that own some bars and stuff in in White Plains, and um, you know, and through my connections, through his connections, through everybody wor working uh, together, we were able to throw a very successful ten thirteen party. Uh, we we raised six figures. For, for Tom and his family. Um, a lot of which, by the way, ended up going to the uh, American Cancer Society, I believe, because um, Tom's family actually, um, you know, had, or his wife's family had a little bit of money. So um, so when, once uh, once their bills were paid and everything was, was covered, um, you know, they, they made a nice donation. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> after that, uh, you know, there were other smaller departments, as you know, in Westchester, there's, there's a lot of small jobs, which have some of them, even 20 cops uh, in the whole department. So uh, when they when they would come across a situation, uh, a police officer um, got got killed or or somebody was in, in dire need. We had another police officer lost his leg um, off the job. So it was something that wasn't necessarily covered. Um, you know, I mean, his medical insurance covered it, but it wasn't something covered by the job. Then, um, so these jobs, they would come to us and 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 uh, and they would ask for help. So, anyway, Joe and I started talking about maybe trying to organize some sort of an organization or something that that can help cops. Um, you know, certainly doing ten thirteens and maybe some other stuff. Anyway, doing this ten thirteens, we found that there was a lot of uh, emotional benefit to to doing it. It wasn't always so much about the money. Um, as it was for the families to kind of see how how cops come together and they they're willing to support one another, um, you know, and certainly if if it was for a police officer that was still alive, then he would be able to see that and and, and experience that kind of support. And, you know, Joe and I really liked that whole aspect of the whole thing. So we started talking more and more and and, and figuring things out anyway, then then my shooting happens. And um, I'm in the hospital and my son, who at the time was four years old, 
um, happened to be um, sitting on the hospital bed with me. And uh, I was at Jacoby Hospital. So um, I believe it's the 4-9 precinct over there would send every tour. They would send, you know, uh, two, two guys, uh, whoever the sector car was, over to the hospital um, just to check on me, see if there's anything I need. Uh, you know, you know how they do. So uh, my son, who, who, who was there, um, when they left, he, he said, uh, Daddy, do you work with those guys? And I said, I said, no, you know, I, I never met them a day in my life. And he said, them, why would why would they come and ask if me or mommy need anything? If uh, if I need to be picked up from school or if mommy needed, uh, you know, some shopping or, or whatever. I said, because we're cops and that's what we do for one another. And man, when I tell you, my son looked at me like like I was Superman, you know, like like I was the most famous person in the world. And what that did for me was I mean, as a cop, you know that that cops do this. I mean, I've been that sector car that's gone in, you know, and and uh, and, and talk to a cop, you know, and just make sure that they're okay and whatever. So as cops, we we know what we do for one another, but for the families to to see that and experience that, um, I I knew that something else needed to be done. So you know, so I I pick up the phone, I call Joe, you know, and I'm talking to him about it. And, you know, one thing leads to another, and we start learning more about uh, police suicide and PTSD, cumulative stress. You know, you start hearing those stories, um, you know, because now, you know, growing up, you know, I used to hear about all these cops that would end up accidentally shooting themselves, cleaning their guns. And it always boggled my mind. Like, you know, as a kid, you know, like, like you know, these are guys that, you know, they, they handle guns, they know guns, you know, they're, they're familiar with guns. How do they always, you know, shouldn't they be cleaning these things empty? I mean, you know, like, you know, so, I, and, and, and it didn't occur to me, you know, obviously until later, later on when you, when you start understanding a little bit more um, what that's all about. But now uh, it started getting to a point where people were starting to talk a little bit more about um, police suicide and, and, uh, and things. And, and certainly, um, PTSD, not just with law enforcement, but obviously with the military and, and, th and things like that. So, um, so there was more to, to learn. So we started getting more into that. And, um, and so that's basically how the Blue Foundation started. So <clears throat> I know New York City has an organization um, called PAPA, and which is an awesome organization. And, <clears throat> you know, they, they have a lot more um, I guess I want to say support from from the administration and and things um, for you know anywhere outside of New York City it was still still a little foreign so um, it, it in a lot of cases it took a lot of convincing and in some cases it was a no brainer um, so depending on on who who the the commissioner or the chief or or mayor or whatever that you're talking to um, you know it, it would either be a you know easy or, or difficult. So, um, you know, we wanted, we wanted to, to not just, um, be like, like Papa is, is specific to, to emotional assistance and everything. And that became kind of like our main function as a foundation that, that, that 
that's still our number one big thing that 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 we we still try to promote and and we're 99% involved in that but there's still that other aspect of you know a guy gets hurt um he's laid up who's going to mow the lawn who's going to go shopping who's going to shovel the snow uh we'll do that we'll go to a hospital we'll go go visit with a guy he, most of these guys, they don't really need anything, you know, when, when they're laid up, they got their, they got their family, they got their, their brother and sister police officers, but just want everybody to know that we're there to, to kind of help with, with anything. Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition in the U S more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, Matt, you mentioned, <clears throat> you mentioned Papa. So for our listening audience, um, uh, they should, the audience should know that Papa, their main objective is to prevent suicide. Um, and they are available 24 hours a day, and they're usually police officers that have been trained in the suicide counseling, and they have 24-hour coverage you can call. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, the P-O-P-P-A, but I know the P-O stands for police officers. Um, anyway, you, you've you explained what the uh, your mission is, and you know, some time ago, we interviewed uh, someone who does what you do from Las Vegas, and the story is quite familiar. <clears throat> in fact, this guy, uh, I don't know if you if you know what I'm talking about, uh, but he had no coverage. He was injured in the line of duty, had a heart attack, I believe, while on duty. And there was no, uh, the city would not pay for his medical bills. And we were, you know, Kevin and I were shocked because I don't know how it is on Mount Vernon, but New York City Police Department certainly pays for your medical bills if whatever happened to you happened on duty. So there are other groups out there like yours. And uh, your story <clears throat> rings a bell with the Las Vegas uh, agency that I'm talking about. Yeah, no, there's, um, I, I, I think I do know who you're speaking about. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's amazing when you, when you come out outside of New York, um, you know, to, to see um, the, the lack of, of support. And I don't, you know, always mean uh, emotional support. Um, you know, but the financial support and and everything it, it amazes me. Um, I guess maybe I'm spoiled. I don't know, but uh, you know, listen. The, when when I got hurt, the the last thing, at least at that time, the last thing that that I I had any need for was was financial assistance. Um, you know, the everything everything was covered. Everything that had to do with with my injury, of course, was was 100% covered, and there are there are places that it's just it's just strange like that, it's, you know. But for somebody like that, um, you know, or somebody that that uh, gets injured maybe off the job, um, more so uh, is is what we deal with a lot, and um, and that obviously, you know, you you're now forced to use your own personal sick days and um, and things like that, you know, and sometimes. Um, you know, some jobs will allow like a sick bank, you know, some guys can, can donate some sick days and, and things, but, um, uh, I don't, I don't know that, that every job would necessarily do that, but, you know, so that creates, um, a financial burden, which furthers the whole emotional burden, especially when it comes to someone 
um, you know, when you're a man, you know, you, you have this, uh, you know, this feeling of, of, you know, you have to be the provider and, and, and you know, and that, that was, uh, you know, that's what we deal with a lot um, also. So, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of money, um, but, um, you know, we try to, we try to help what, with what we can financially as well. Um, you know, so, um, you know, for us, uh, you know, $250 donation is a huge donation, but, um, but, you know, we, we, we pushed uh, to, to get a bunch of that because, um, you know, cause that'll go and help, you know, we could, we could put oil in a guy's tank. Um, you know, if, if a guy needs an Uber somewhere, you know, we could pay for that, you know, that kind of thing. If you need a mortgage payment, you know, uh, we can help with the mortgage payment. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, I always say money is the necessary evil and, uh, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, how it is. Um, you know, so we, we try and, and try to do whatever we can, uh, with any aspect of, of, of need. We just want to be able to provide any resource that, that a police officer, uh, will need or their family. Yeah, you know, getting back to your question that in regards to Papa, what it stands for is police organization providing peer assistance. That's what Papa stands for. Police organization providing peer assistance. It's an awesome organization. And when when it comes to yeah. stuff, uh, the the emotional aspect of things, uh, you know, suicide prevention and things, um, you know, they are second to none. And um, man, when I tell you these guys are trained and committed. I've met a number of people involved in in Papa. A lot of people that that um, that we've used um, uh, therapists and 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 other people. Um, you know, uh, these people are just awesome, awesome people. And um, and you know, it's it's just, you know, it's another tool. It's another tool. And and the the big thing is the confidentiality. You know, which which is uh, obviously for for police officers especially. Is, is is a no-brainer. Matt, can you talk about the day-to-day work of the foundation? So yes, I mean basically it's 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 just like what I said. I mean, you know, again, you know, we we get a phone call. Um, you know, I'm usually the guy who's gonna answer the phone. Um we you know we we have you know a few other people that that um I would say are are qualified um to do that. A, a lot of people on the board are people that just uh just kind of want to help in a more um i guess practical sense uh, you know they they don't uh get so involved with uh with with talking to people or um you know or anything direct um but they'll always support whatever whatever it is that the foundation needs um <clears throat> you know so we're not therapists right you know we're we're just most of us are are just cops, um, you know, and uh, it's it's like a peer support thing because, you know, I've fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, you know, have, have experienced a number of things or, or at least witnessed a lot of things. And, um, you know, so through my own experiences, you know, I can kind of, you know, help out or, or have an understanding of how, uh, another cop may feel or, or someone going through a, a similar experience. Um, if, if it's something that, that um, I don't feel that I'm the best choice for, then we have other people that, that we would lean on for that. Once it gets to a certain point and, and like I said, most of the, most of the stuff is just, just a guy calling, 
you know, they just want to talk. They, you know, whether it's just like a like a bitch session or or just um, you know, just you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. This is just, you know, you know, it's that's fine because because I've been there too and not understanding why I'm feeling that way. Uh obviously, um I think uh I think therapy is is an important thing i think it helped me um you know i mean i could tell you about about my story uh you know i'm i'm not ashamed of it um although i was at, at one time you know and that that kind of helps me i think be able to help people uh a little bit more now, Matt, what challenges has westchester blue encountered so you know again most most of the stuff um you know guys that that uh that are just dealing with some some issues, cumulative stress, uh, PTSD, things like that. Um, again, you know, whatever 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 I can't help somebody with, um, you know, just from from my background, um, you know, we do have therapists, some of which uh, work with Papa as well. Um, we have therapists. Uh, we we work with an organization that uh, does um, treatment placement special. The treatment placement specialist. So if I if somebody calls me and says, you know, listen, I live in um, uh, Spring Valley uh, in Rockland County and, uh, you know, I, I need somebody to talk to. I'm going through uh, some marital issues and, uh, you know, I want somebody who's local and my insurance is um, the Empire plan. You know, then then what I can do is if I don't already have somebody that I know fits in that criteria, then I can call I can call uh, call them and and give them basically all the criteria. And then they just spit out to me some some uh, therapists or, or uh, facilities or whatever that may they may need that that would fit in that criteria that they vetted already and, and, and they know are are good to go. So. Um, you know, that's basically every day, you know, um, you know, when when we get a call, you know, if that's something that is we've we've done uh, redone handicapped bathrooms. Um, I'm involved with, uh, you know, with the contracting company that uh, um, that, you know, we've we've done a, a thing where the foundation has covered the expense. Um, but we also reach out to Home Depot, try to get, you know, try to get some grants and things like that as well. And, and we've renovated somebody's bathroom to, to be able to fit for a cop who's, uh, whose daughter has a, a progressive uh, illness um, that now she, she's unable to stand in the shower and things that she uses a wheelchair. Um, you know, I've, I've gone a, a, a police officer that, that I had the honor of working with, and he's now a member of our board, believe it or not, um, uh, Detective Leary Johnston. He was he was shot in his head in Mount Vernon back in 1993, and um, he uh, <clears throat> was never given the appropriate um, emotional treatment. So um, so as you can imagine, the challenges. He's paralyzed on one side of his body, and uh, <clears throat> when I tell you one of the most amazing men you'd ever want to meet, and um, I may bring him to the next fundraiser, uh, Kev, if I can get him to come out. <laughs> but oh, yeah, awesome. but yeah. he's he's such an inspirational guy because um, you know he he he's accepted all these challenges and there's a lot more personal stuff that that he's had to deal with and is accepted. And when I tell you this man ties his shoes with one hand, I defy anybody to go home tonight and tie their shoes with one hand. 
I've seen him do it like, yeah. like it's nothing. And, <laughs> but when I saw him do it, it's because he, um, he basically uh, had a, a terrible, terrible drinking problem. And I, I speak about it because he's very open uh, about it. Um, and that's the kind of guy he is. He wants to benefit other people. So um, he, he developed a very terrible drinking problem. And uh, uh, another guy that, uh, that, that we worked with um, another member of our board, uh, Paul Pacini, who's a, who, who's, who was a great detective and a great friend. He, um, he and Leary were extremely close. And uh, Paul and I used to talk about how, you know, we would get a, you know, that drunken phone call from, from Leary. And, but it was always like, Leary was always like the happy kind of, you know, drunk. And, you know, so it was, you know, we never really, connected it to any kind of problem because it wasn't like an everyday thing. It wasn't like, you know, and so even somebody like, like, like myself who, who deals with a, a lot of this um, didn't even really see it. And, um, and one day uh, he just started the, the, the conversations weren't as happy anymore. So, so Paul and I started really like, like looking at him and, and watching him and trying to talk to him and things. And, um, and then one, one morning at five o'clock at five 30 in the morning, I get a phone call from Paul saying that, um, that Leary's not right. And he's making a phone call saying he may want to hurt himself. And, um, you know, so, so I got dressed, Paul and I both, we, we flew, flew over to Mount Vernon, uh, where, where Leary lives. And, um, and we went to his, uh, to his apartment and we're ringing the bell, ringing the bell. And he's not answering the, the bell. Um, anyway, we get into the building. We uh, we find the super. The super actually told us that he he just actually saw Leary leave. Um, so so we went. There's a, a bodega across the street, and uh, so we went over there and and we see him uh, leaning up against. Uh, there's a few people around him, and he's leaning up against the uh, roll down gate, and he's bleeding from his head. And um, you know, at first, obviously, Paul <laughs> went a little nuts, thinking that somebody had hurt him. But um, turns out he just he kind of just passed out and fell down in the middle of the street, and, and he was in a bad way. We bring him back into his apartment. We uh, we get him cleaned up, and we're, we're just sitting there trying to talk to him. And Leary, because he still has a bullet in his brain, um, it's still there. So um, he he aside from the um, paralysis, he talks with a, a, a stutter. And um, when I tell you, he looked me dead in the eyes, clear as a bell, and just said to me, he goes, Matt, sometimes I wish that bullet just would have fucking killed me. Same story, Sorry. Same story. It's okay. So, so we knew, we knew at that time that, that we had to get him out. So anyway, long story short, we get, we get him um, through some, other connections and things like that. We actually got him into Sierra Tucson out in Arizona. And, uh, Paul and I flew out there with him, got him in treatment. We flew out there again, picked him up. And when I tell you, he's a, he's a whole new person. Man. And, uh, you know, you experience something like that and it makes every day worth it. Sure it does. Yeah. That's awesome work, Matt. Great work. Yeah. Captain? You discuss, <clears throat> can you discuss any successes or, uh, Great things that occurred from the foundation's efforts. Something so, that's very outstanding. So, I mean, Leary, Leary is probably one of the biggest things, um, probably more so for me because of how, how it hits me personally. Um, but um, yeah, we've had, we've had, uh, I'm, I'm blessed 
to say that that we've had a number of uh, of successful things, a lot of which I can't really talk about because of uh, confidentiality, because that's our number one, um, you know, thing with our foundation is uh, 100% confidentiality. As a matter of fact, every member of the board um, signs um, a confidentiality agreement, non-disclosure form, and um, and oftentimes we don't even discuss with ourselves um, what's going on uh, with someone. Uh, unless you know, obviously, there's a there's there's a need um, for that. You know, and if I need to bounce something off of somebody, then there there are you know people that I that I would trust. But we're all that's why I make everybody sign that and, and everything. But um, again, you know, basically, um, we put uh, you know those those um, chair climber things in in people's houses. We've uh, sent people to therapy. Um, shoveled snow for people, made the bed, you know, did the bathroom thing. I mean, there's a there's a plethora of different things, but the the majority of it is just basically talking to somebody when they call. I get a call at three o'clock in the morning. I'm going to answer that call. I'm going to go to a, a police precinct. I'm going to go to a police department. Um, we, we've had that um, incidents. Uh, people, you know, cops that have experienced something with a you know baby homicide. Um, you know something terrible like that. We we have the PBAs now that that know to call us and and they're willing to do that. And the jobs, uh, a lot of these jobs in Westchester, they're they're big, big, big on on the emotional support now. Um, Bob, uh, Captain uh, Chief, I'm sorry, Chief Bob Noble from the Yorktown Police Department is now the uh, the president of the Westchester County Chiefs Association. Um, always a big supporter of, of the foundation. Um, and he's always been a, a supporter, um, you know, and, and having the chiefs and the commissioners on board with what we do. Um, it, it, to me, it's a no brainer, but, but as those of us who, who understand the, uh, the ins and the outs of a police administration, um, I don't get it, but, but we understand that sometimes it's not, top priority. Um, you know, it doesn't cost anybody anything. A police officer that 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 appropriately manages his stress um, is going to be less likely to have, um, you know, civilian complaints or any other issues, marital issues and things like that. And I mean, in turn, doesn't that benefit the municipality as well? To, to me, this, this. Yeah. How does how the um, how does the foundation engage with the with the community? Uh, to let them know what uh, what you do, because community support is very important. And I, and I gather you depend on contributions, so you want to make yourself known to the community without revealing, you know, uh, what you can't reveal to the people because of confidentiality reasons. Right. So, um, so a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, we, you know, I'm very involved with the uh, with the Freemasons and the Shriners, which is which is uh, community organizations and community based uh, charities. And, um, you know, so I get to, I get to, to meet a lot of people and, um, and any opportunity I get, um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the foundation and what we do. As a matter of fact, that's how I met uh, Vinny Pastor and, and Stevie was, was because I saw him walking down the street. I jumped out of the car and I said, Hey, let me tell you about my foundation. <laughs> and, <that's> a, <laughs> and then, of course, we, my partner and I were driving around in a smart car because we drive down to Manhattan a lot. And, you know, so we got a little smart car. So 
then he was like, you guys actually fit in that thing? You know, and that, that's how, <laughs> but that's what I do. I, I mean, uh, I'm never shy uh, about talking. As you can see from this interview, you know, I, I have no shortage of words. So, you know, I, I'm always, always willing to do that. What about the coming year? What, the, what do you plan for the new year? So right now for the, for the new year, um, you know, obviously every November we have, we have our uh, annual charity dinner which is really our only fundraiser for the most part. And, um, you know, that's going to be November 1st, 2024. It's at the Surf Club in New Rochelle. And uh, Kevin, you were at our last one this past November. That was a a great event. I mean, I go to many events, but that was an awesome event. It was a great venue. It was a great hospital. It was just awesome. And uh, you guys do a great job. I mean, I couldn't believe... I couldn't believe it was about five, six hundred people there, correct? Yeah, about we had about five hundred, about five hundred yeah. people. Yeah, last year, we, uh, last, awesome. the the year before, twenty twenty two, we had uh, five hundred and forty seven people, and wow. you know, so I mean, the word is, and and it's not all cops. So, the, so the word right. is, the word is uh, getting around. Um, you know, so um, you know they go towards what what the captain was asking uh, a few minutes ago. You know, the the. The community knows, and you have a lot of organizations, community-based organizations, that are very, very big on supporting police officers, especially nowadays. And what I've noticed is, you know, without getting into the whole political aspect of everything, but what I've noticed now is, is with all this stuff that's that's been happening with um, the police, um, the the way the community views the police or or society views the police and now it's it's like almost in fashion to hate the cops and 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 um with all the the political um bs that goes on because somebody cares more about getting elected than they do about the safety of their own community is just disgusting and um you know what happens is it it, it creates a whole nother aspect it creates a whole nother breed of people that are now fighting even harder to support the police. And that's what, that's what I want police officers to see more is that we all know that you all see on, on the news, people throwing stuff at cops and, and jumping on top of police cars and all this disgusting, disgusting behavior. But, but really there are so many more, you know, what, what they call the silent majority um, and 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 this is just a, a way for for them, for the community, for the people who support police to be able to to support and feel like they're going to support is by is by heavily supporting an organization like mine or or like Papa or like any any other organization, um, you know. And and that's that's really key is is to get the word out there and 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 not not just for the community to know about us, but also for us to let the the police community know that there are those people out there. People do care about cops. People do love cops. They want safety and security in their communities. They do, and the press doesn't cover that, of course. They cover- Well, of course, know, because that doesn't solve it. Right, right, right. exactly, right. exactly. Which, is, which exactly. you know, and there's no responsibility for them to do, to do that. Right. Are there any uh, upcoming projects uh, or events that uh, listeners should be aware of? But like I said, just, just, just basically, you know, our, our charity dinner on November 1st, um, you know, we're more uh, along the lines, we, we do that and we focus on that as our fundraiser. Um, but throughout the year, we'll 
inevitably um, get a call to help with um, some sort of a, a fundraiser, perhaps a 1013 or or some other uh, issue. We have a there's a New York City, excuse me, New York City DEP police officer, Clark Petura, um, who we did a 1013 for back in April. And um, he is a, a DEP police officer. He caught COVID on the job. He, uh, uh, it, it, he was so bad, it, it got to a point where they gave him, um, they gave him uh, two choices, him and his family. They said uh, either, either he's not gonna make it or there's a chance that if he takes this medication, whatever medication it was or a treatment that it was, um, they've had great success with that, uh, with COVID. However, it would probably um, kill his kidneys. Um, so obviously they went the route to, to try to keep him alive. Um, and eventually now he's on dialysis and in need of a kidney. So we did the 1013 to help try and offset the medical expenses that aren't covered um, by insurance, but also um, it was also to, to make people aware that uh, if they want to donate donate a kidney or or um, you know organ donation, they have uh, they have different um, different programs where you know you give a kidney to get a kidney or or, or things like that. So even if you're not a match, um, so that's something that we've been we've been kind of pushing ever since ever since we've done the 1013 is you know trying to trying to get a match for Clark and um, and just trying to get the word out there. And there are a number of, of, of officers that are like that. I know um, uh, I was the first responder to, uh, you know, 9-11 and um, a number of people who I'm very close with um, have had uh, kidney disease um, that they attribute to their time at 9-11, ground zero. And um, uh, I, I know at one point, they were saying that these aren't things that that are covered under under the the victims compensation fund or whatever it is. But either way, whether it is or not, that's financial. We're talking about getting people kidneys and and organs that 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 are necessary um, for these heroes. That that basically, while everybody was running away, we're running in. And you know the the firefighters, the the police officers, the EMTs, and and. You know, and of course, everybody else that 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 was there and, and helped out, you know, these are people that are suffering now um, because when the call came, they, they responded. And, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. Thank God. Um, you know, but there are a lot of people that were standing right next to me that aren't so fortunate. So, um, you know, we, we have always, always push that agenda. So, Matt, how can people contact you in the Westchester Blue? How can they get in touch with you folks? So if anybody needs, what they can do is certainly go online to and, and go to our website, westchesterblue.org, westchesterblue.org. Um, you can also call our toll-free number, which is 844-WST-BLUE. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, most people have my cell phone, so you can call me on my cell phone, 914-403-3933. So, um, you know, feel free to call whatever it takes. Um, you know, like I said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I'd rather you call me at three o'clock in the morning and wake me up just because you need to get a cup of coffee and you don't know why you want to talk. Then I wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and find out that somebody um, 
made a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And that's really, that's really what it is. Very good way to put it. Thanks, Matt. Um, it was great to see you and your wife, Anna, at the Little yeah. Stevens Police Yes, Football. and thank you, you for inviting fun? us. That was such an awesome, yeah. awesome event. And let me tell you yeah. something. I, I don't know if anybody's got that kind of money, but, but if they do, man, go. Find a way to go to that thing because aside from aside from all the stardom and and, and all the celebrities and, and everybody and uh, you know the the one the one autograph uh, or the one picture I didn't get to take was with Kevin the the biggest star of them all because you had all these all these famous Hollywood stars no. talking about how great Kevin yeah, is yeah. But yeah, uh, no, it's all about it's all about the the, the cause, you know. It's well, yes, and 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 that was that and children was, and arms wide open. But yes, that, it was that's great. Right. That was my yes. that was my point. And and, and there's a, that's a prime example you were mentioned earlier. Is there's so many like even in the celebrity world, there's so many folks who are pro law you know, There are there are you read about it, you know they don't. And, and when when I get said, publicity. when I tell you, I, I sat there at, at at the table with uh, with people that well I. Everybody that I met was friends with you. I mean, you know, you're the kind of guy that everybody everybody navigates to and, and everything. But, We're but, all blessed, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but man, people just couldn't stop talking about the great work that, that your organization does. And, um, you know, arms wide open. And, of course, uh, the DEA's uh, Widows and Children's Fund yes, is, yes. Is, is, is such, you know, that's something that people always forget, you know, when right. when you know, when it's a hot topic, you know, when, when something happens, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are out there to support, which is awesome, but, but it's, it's after the fact, which is part of what, what I had to deal with. And part of what a, a lot of people have to deal with, you know, when you're the flavor of the month, everybody cares. And then um, sooner or later, you're still left with, with all the, the scars, all the everything, and and just people move on to other things, which you can understand. But it's you know, and, and and these kids need need that, and 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 the work that you and your organization does is just yeah. unbelievable, really. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks. We have Stevie Van Zandt on our side, so he's, yeah. he's been yeah. awesome. That he's doesn't awesome. hurt. He's that been great. Hurt. No. And what a great really? guy too. I got to meet him not 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 just that night, but yes. uh, but at at, a, at another event and. Such a such a nice and humble humble guy, and uh, I think he says he he uh, he relates himself to a to a common sense independent, right? <laughs> so yeah. so you know he doesn't like so, to get involved true. in in the right. politics or everything. It's not about politics. It's not about left. It's not about right. It's about doing the right thing. Right. And yeah. um, and man, what a, what an awesome 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 guy he is. And and you know guys like that are are blessed with with having an audience. And for them, for them to to utilize what God has given them to to do positive, positive things, and really mean it. He's he's involved. You know, he's not just the guy that puts his face on it. He's involved. No. And, and and man, cheers to him. Yeah, I have to get him to your charity event. I mean, that was yeah. Oh yeah, event, you know, I, I don't know if we'll be able to fit the people. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be I, great I would time. love it. I would love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, as, uh, as, as long as you come. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but Matt, I'd like to thank you today for being on uh, an episode of Cop Talk. And well, thank, thank you very for much. Me. You tell a great story, and it's unbelievable what you've done, what you do, what you continue to do. With that said, if um, you like what you hear, please subscribe to Cop Talk. And also, you can follow us on Twitter at Cop Talk WABC. That's at Cop Talk WABC. Until next time, stay safe, and God bless the NYPD, and God bless America. <laughs>